Welcome to the Northeast Community Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to know more about us, visit us on the web at necommunity.church. This morning, I want to talk to you briefly about the obligation of the believer. We're going to be going to 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to just look at a few verses. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. 1 John, you, if you know what Hebrews is, you keep going, you'll get to James, and then you'll get to Peter, and then once you get past Peter, you'll see 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. If you get to Jude or Revelation, you went too far. 1st <laughs> John chapter 2. Starting at verse 3, and it reads, And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him truly, the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way as he walked. The obligation of the believer. See, we get so caught up in things that are not really as important as we make them a lot of times. And let me just say this. If you have a different goal in mind as you become a follower of Jesus, other than looking like Jesus, you're missing the mark. I'm going to say that one more time. If you had another goal in mind, if all it's about is going to heaven, if it's all it's about is just you being blessed, if all it's about is something else, your goal is to look like him in front of the world so that the world may want him. They're not going to want him if we present ourselves looking like us. Well, maybe you had it together before you came to Christ, but I didn't have it together. And so, me not having together, having it together, I understand that if I present me to people, it's not going to draw anybody anywhere near to God. See, it's important that we understand this truth. And let me tell you something. We've gotten so far away from that in this country. We've gotten so far away. The reason why people don't want Jesus is not because of Jesus. The reason why people don't want Jesus is because of those who claim to follow him. Not looking anything like him, but walking around like it's a badge. Yep, I'm saved. And they got the little step in there too. <laughs> they come to work, I'm saved. How you doing? We get mad if they tell us we can't read our Bible at our cubicle. People start complaining. Yeah, it's the devil. 
you ought to have it inside here anyway. My son bought a game back around Christmas time called Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And so in this game, you get to be a defense attorney and you go around doing different cases. You get to uh, examine crime scenes. You get to not only do that, but you also get to talk to witnesses. And even when you get them on the stand, you get to cross-examine what they're saying and you get the opportunity to try to catch them in something that they're doing wrong or that they're saying wrong. And so... In one of the episodes that me and Junior were playing, um, the defense attorney, he thought he had him. He thought he had him. He had caught him. He tripped him up. And then the guy that was on the stand threw something back at him that he wasn't ready for. And so the prosecutor said something that was very important. He says this, when you've run into a wall with no place to go, return to the basics. Let, let me say that one more time. When you run into a wall with no place to go, return to the basics. And let me, let me show you something. I think it's important as followers of Jesus to really begin to start making an impact like things are really happening in other countries in this world. I think we need to return to some of the basic stuff of the Christian faith. Just some basic truths that what it looks like when you're following Jesus. And that's basically what we're going to do this morning. Um, I have a lot of hope. Even though things look bad, I have hope. I'm going to tell you one of the reasons why I have hope is because when that next generation is always coming about, those young people like these college age kids nowadays, they're beginning to ask questions and they're looking for answers to the questions. Not only are people not wanting Jesus because of his followers, but a lot of people are leaving churches in record numbers because their questions are not being answered. And these young people are not going to have it. These young people that are coming up now, they're like, hey, you're going to answer my question. And even if you don't, guess what? We're going to go seek these questions out. And that gives me hope because this is the reason why. When you have people that are not not going to stop because they're not getting what they need somewhere, they're going to go get it on their own. And when they go get it on their own, guess what? Things happen in your country. Things happen in your state. Things happen in your city. Things happen in your neighborhood. And things are different on college campuses. Some people are starting to challenge professors who say that, that God stuff is nonsense. And so people are questioning them now. So why, why, why didn't you want to talk about religion? So why don't you want to do this? Why don't you want to talk about this? There are questions, and I have so much hope, and I'm so thankful that young people are starting to stand up for what is right. Quickly, we're going to talk about four things. We're going to look at a closer look at his living example. We're going to talk about obedience, love, and we're going to talk about focusing in on his mission. The living example is found in verse 6. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. In which he walked. Not the way we've been walking, but the way that he's walked. See, for me, I don't have a problem doing uh, self-inventory. Like, every once in a while, I kind of go back and I look at Jesus' example. If I hadn't read the Gospels in a while, I always go back to the Gospels and I'm looking do I look anything like him? 
And you need to do that every once in a while. Every once in a while, you need to just go back to the basics. You need to just go back to the basics, get what he had, and apply that to your life. 1 Peter 2.21 says this, For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering. Just as Christ suffered for you, he is your example, and you must follow in his, in his steps. God called us, you and I, to do good, even if it causes us to suffer for doing good. But we don't want to hear things like that. We want everything to be just good in our life, and we don't want to have any trouble. But trouble comes when you stand for the truth. And if you don't know this by now, truth can get you killed. There are some people are still being beheaded in other countries. People are still being stoned today for their faith. Maybe what we need in America is a little persecution. I'm going to move on. <laughs> John 13, 15 says this, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And that's the little awesome passage where Jesus as teacher and Lord, Lord, he is master teacher. He humbles himself and washes his disciples' feet. I've given you an example. And he says, you'll be blessed if you do the same. Walking in humility. His living example. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says this, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. We'll talk about that in a minute. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Just, wow. What does God smell in your life? Sometimes you just got to, you know, we're good at pointing the fingers at so-and-so them. So-and-so them is always doing this. So-and-so them did this. And so-and-so them did that. The president this. That. You know, it's always somebody else is always doing something, but we don't never take the time to look at our life and see what we ain't doing. Yeah, I said ain't. <laughs> For my English majors in here. <laughs> what we are not doing. In Titus 2, 7 and 8, he says, and you yourself must be an example to, to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and the seriousness of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Listen, like even... It, it, and, and this is not just for teachers, but I want you to think about it from this perspective. Just the stuff that you're just speaking on a regular basis, whether you're trying to represent God in some way, let whatever comes out of your mouth line up with the way that you live it. See, Christ couldn't be tripped up because he was living it. And that's why he's our living example. It's a lot of times we want to try to convince everybody that we saved, sanctified, and we got it all together. We want everybody to know God is really doing a work in me. Is he? Well, how come I didn't recognize it before you told me? I'm going to move on. Here in 1 John 
there's this big emphasis and focus on obedience, being obedient to God's commands for us and his love towards us. Look at, look at verse 3 and 4 in the same chapter. It says this, and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. See, a lot of times you don't, you don't even need, you don't need the pastor, an elder, a deacon. You don't need anybody in authority to really, really hit some stuff home for you. You just need to read the word. When you read the word and start reading it, it's like, he does not keep his commandments, but say he's in him is a liar. Nobody don't have to tell you anything. You can examine your own life. You look at that text, you think to yourself, have I been doing the things that God has asked me to do? Nobody needs to, nobody has to put you out on front street. Examine your own life. The interesting thing about Jesus is, how many of y'all have heard him say, I only do what I saw the Father doing, and I only say what I heard the Father saying? You know, that's, that's awesome to me. See, we, we're good at doing what we want to do and saying what we want to say, have our own project and our own plan, but when we follow him, we lay our stuff down and we pick up his plan and his project. In John chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, it says this. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. Son, the son can't do anything on his own. He's, he's only going to do what the father. And how many times have we actually took the time to find out what the father and the son who are one, what are they doing that I need to be doing? So let me, let me, let me say this. Let me clear something else up too while we're here. Now, go, God has a goal in mind. He has a, a, the ends that he's trying to accomplish and he uses people. Now, with him using people, he does give us freedom in how to accomplish certain things. But we try to take advantage of freedom a lot of times. Where we want to do something by not looking like him in the process. Keep on moving. John chapter 12, verse 48 and 50 says this. But all those who reject me... And my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. (laughs) I know that what he has to say is going to lead somebody to eternal life. So I, I don't have a problem saying what he is asking me to say. I want to know today, do you really believe that this right here, the Word of God, is going to lead not only you but somebody else to the life that's abundant that you hear so much about? Do you really believe that? Are we willing to really live 
by this and the principles that are in here. Not walk around and claim to, to live by them, but actually live. See, this is what I tell everybody that I'm pouring into. This is, I just tell them something simple. This is all you need to do. When you read it and study in the Word and you figure out what God is saying, just try to put it in practice. Just, just do what Jesus says to do. It's that simple. Same thing with, let me, let me give you an example. The Bible talks about conflict between people that are believers. And we just don't want to handle things the way that the Bible tells us to handle them. We want to handle things the way we want to handle those things. And so when it comes to that, we, we try to, we, we get confused and not understand why things are not happening the way that they should be happening. Maybe if we really just took Jesus at his word and actually went to the person instead of gossiping. Or maybe if that person didn't want to listen, that we really followed the steps when it says bring somebody else with you. And then if they don't want to listen to them, maybe we ought to listen to the next step that says bring them to the church. And maybe when people are just so out of control and so rebellious, maybe they need to be put out of the church. Oh, oh. Because that's what the word says. Not put them out to shame them, but put them out so that they may repent. But we're going to do it the way we want to do it and stuff like that, you know. First <laughs> John 3, 23 and 24, and this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as, the, as he commanded us. Those who obey his commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. There's some stuff he asked us to do. It's that simple. There's some stuff he asked of us. And really, to tell you the truth, he's asked some stuff of us. But if you, if you want to be a follower of somebody, you ought to start looking like them. You should not say, I want to follow you. Uh, but I'm going to continue to look like me. That don't line up. It didn't line up in the ancient world, and it doesn't line up today. If you're going to be the student of somebody, you ought to begin to start looking like them. Whatever worldview they had, put it into practice. Love. Let's keep moving. We're almost done. When you think about love, the sacredness of human life is something that we've just, like, we've thrown away. Life is not important anymore, right? It's, it's okay. Everybody think it's cool to sell drugs and stuff nowadays. Gang banging, prostitution, human trafficking, whatever, whatever just feels good. Let's just do it because the human life means nothing. We look at other people that are created in the image of God, and we're just like, hey, yeah, you kind of created in the image of God, but I really don't really care about you. That's so why we don't have a problem killing people with no problem. Love, that great commandment. We know what, what real love is because Jesus gave his life for us. And this is 1 John chapter 3, 16 and 18. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion... How can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. Hmm. Um, 
I was telling this story one. Uh, so one of the places I preach on a regular basis is out at the prison. And I was I was telling them that I had growing up in church. I, I didn't un, I didn't know anything about the concept of tithing. And so when I was in prison, I was praying because I started hearing this word come up and I was praying and the Lord began to speak to my heart. If you want to see what it looks like the next time you get ready to go to conversary, spend your money this way. And so I began to spend my money a different way. Instead of me just sitting there eating it however I want to eat, I began to buy stuff that everybody else that I knew, especially Christian brothers that were in there that didn't have anybody putting any money on their books. And so I would just, after I would go to store, that's what we call it, I would go and drop out stuff at your sale and drop out stuff over here. Oh, Brother Jay, man, you didn't have to do that. I got you the next time. No, you don't have, you don't, you don't have to give me anything. I see the need in your life right now. It has nothing about you repaying me back. It has nothing to do with you repaying me back. Who cares if you get a chance later on to pay me back? Right now, you're in need, and let's talk about that. When we see the need and say that we love, let that line up with our Actions. John 13, 34, 35. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Love. This thing called love will prove to the world that we belong to him. Simple. Back to the basics. Figure out what his his example was. Look at how obedient he was to the father. And then we can be obedient to him. A lot of his obedience, it, it, it showed how much he loved humankind. Listen to this. He loved Judas enough that even though he knew he was going to betray him, he watched Judas's feet too. I know you're going to do it, but I'm going to love on you all the way to the end. Somebody take your parking spot or your seat. You get upset. (laughs) Somebody's doctrine is just a little bit different on some stuff that's not even the primary issues that have to deal with Christ, and you don't want to have anything to do with them no more. We love one another. It proves. It shows evidence. The world can clearly see that we belong to him. You don't have to open up your mouth. I'm saved. Yeah, it was this rainy day about 14 years ago. Sounds good, but guess what? Let me see your love walk. And finally, focusing on God's mission. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19 says this, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, 
not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We've become friends again with God. We back, we're back in right standing with God, and he's given us the ministry to present that to other people. That no matter what you've done, and I mean no matter how bad it was, or even if you've only done a little bit of something, I understand it all too well. I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. And I'm so thankful that even in a jail cell, when I told him I'm tired, even in a jail cell, Lord, I'm tired. Even in a jail cell, Lord, I'm tired. Even if somebody's in the midst, have been kidnapped, they're in human trafficking, don't know what else to do. Even in the midst of that situation, he can come in. Even in the midst of a divorce that may be coming on right now, he can step in in the midst of that. And we ought to be able to present that to somebody that we see at our jobs that are really going through it. They don't have anybody to be a listening ear for them. We ought to be able to present that. The Lord loves you. The Lord cares about you. And guess what? The Lord has not forgot about you in the midst of your situation. I'm going to pray with you every day. Even if you don't want me to pray right now in front of everybody, I'm going to pray when I get home. I'm going to pray when I get in the car. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to encourage you. You don't have to like me. I don't care if you don't like me. But I'm going to show up and I'm going to love on you every day of the week. And if I don't love you to Christ, so what? I'm still going to do it. Because you don't have to accept him, but I know if you do. <laughs> that Baptist right there. I know if you do. Yeah. <laughs> I know if you do. <laughs> First John 3, 7 through 10. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning. Did you catch that? Do not make it a practice. It's not a lifestyle. It's not that you won't struggle with some stuff, but that you don't make it a lifestyle. You don't practice sinning. Those, uh, oh, because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Ooh. See, nobody really don't have to preach at you. You can just read 1 John. You'll be in trouble. <laughs> if you haven't read that little small letter before, jump in there. If you just read that, you'll be in trouble. You'll be like, oh, wow. What is my love walk looking like towards other believers? <laughs> This is how we know who belongs to God. 
And this is how we know who belongs to. And there's so many passages. We could go on and on. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances, in all circumstances, in all circumstances. Doing persecution, right? When they don't want to have anything to do with you at work, when nobody will sit down with you, when nobody will listen to anything that you have to say, when things are not going right at your home, in all circumstances, when your kids are acting up at school and you just seem like you can't control them, in all circumstances, be thankful. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should be holy, set apart, right? That you should avoid sexual immorality. 1 Peter 2.15, for it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. By doing good, by doing what's right, they won't have nothing to say about you. And finally, Micah 6 and 8. Know, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. Right? He broke all that stuff down to three, and Jesus broke it down to two. You love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your everything, your entire being, and then love your neighbor as yourself, and that's why the story concerning, um, I had it right here too. Hold on. I got it. It's in Luke. Oh, the Good Samaritan. That's what I was, so the story about the Good Samaritan, that's why it's so important. Think about somebody that is walking Along the way, this person over here is hurt. Has nothing to do with me. Other people over there, they already didn't walk by. <laughs> they walked by. They didn't do nothing. Why do I need to stop? Why do I need to help them? And Jesus told a story and said, go do likewise. Even when it's none of your business. But there's an opportunity for you to do good, show compassion, show mercy. And he said what? When he took him to the end, if there's some other stuff I owe you and you got to do when I leave, when I come back, I'm going to take care of it. He didn't tell the person, look, I got you here. Make sure you got my money when I get back. Because when I take you where you're going, they better have my money. It didn't matter. He had the means to help. And guess what? He did it. Some things to ponder on during the reflection time, during this last song. Sometimes we lose focus, but we shouldn't panic because it's a perfect opportunity to return to the basics. Think about that. Is there an area of your life right now where you need to return back to the basics? Think about Jesus' life, on how obedient he was to the Father, his love walk, and how the priority of what God wanted to do was more important than anything else, even his life. The mission was more important than his life. 
And finally, think about this. You can never go wrong with looking like Jesus. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you. Thank you for listening. If you would like to know more about us, please visit us at anycommunity.church.